Hello, everyone, and welcome to your daily dose of Truth To Hear. I am Melanie Keenan, and it is Thursday, which means it's time to dive deep into a Bible study. Well, I am very excited as we start today a new series about the festivals and celebrations of God. Well, I mean feasts and celebrations of God. But first, I want to take the time to appreciate all of you who have been following and supporting all of our shows here at Truth to Hear and letting us know that you're interested in this topic this week really, really helped me to dive real deep and make sure I give you the exhaustive uh, course on all the feasts and celebrations of the Lord and why we actually celebrate it. A lot of your comments this week were about, aren't we done with the law? Why are we supposed to celebrate it? Christians don't celebrate the feasts and celebrations. Today, we're going to answer a lot of those questions that you gave me. But I also want to thank um, Truth to Hear's supporters. Without you all, this would not be possible. And we are looking forward to having a new studio, having new backdrops, and everything that comes with that. And I would like to thank one of our uh, supporters, David and Jill Buckland. Here's a picture of them right here. Um, they heard about the need that we were trying to do a, um, that we were trying to do, I'm sorry, trying to finish something, that we are trying to go ahead and get a, a new studio and new backdrops and everything. And they supported us by sending us some equipment, sending us funds to get what we need done. And so thank you, David and Joe Buckland for your honored support. Um, it is certainly something that God is going to bless and may he bless you as well. All right, so on to today. I don't know about you, I love the holidays. When I was a kid growing up and even raising my own three children, I loved the national holidays and celebrations that we have here in America. Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. I even did some Halloween for a time. I love birthdays and I love anniversaries. It is so good to celebrate something and to remember what's important about that time, to remember what is important about today in reflection of times of the past. It's important to teach our children the traditions that we have and why we have those traditions. It's also a time to reflect on how God has increased our life, how he has changed us, healed us, challenged us, how we have become more like him over the course of every year. So every Christmas, you might think, wow, remember last Christmas? We, we were in an apartment, now we're in a house. Look what God has done. We might even think, wow, you know what? God has been with us through the whole year of pain and suffering. We still know he is with us. It is a great time to celebrate. But it's also important that we know that God has times where he wants us to remember what he has done for his people. Now, this course is not about choosing between man's holidays 
in the God's feast and celebrations. It's just not. This study is to bring to the forefront that God actually has feasts and celebrations to celebrate. It's not taught a lot in Christian churches um, or Baptist churches. Well, Baptist is Christian church, but it's not taught a lot. And I wanna bring a highlight to this because God is concerned with everything that concerns us. Don't we wanna be concerned with the things that concern God? I think we should. And once we have wisdom, once we have knowledge and understanding of these days, of these holidays of the Lord, we can bring them to the Lord for guidance on how do we implement them? Do we implement them? Feel free to uh, comment today. I am live and I love being live so I can interact with each of you. So some people say, well, if you celebrate God like that, well, that's just because he's prideful or he just wants us to boast on him. That is not the God that I know or the God that I serve. And I believe it is not the God you know either. God knows that in honoring these days, it brings us closer to him. Just like when we honor the, the traditions of man, it brings us closer together as families, as friends, as communities. And when we honor God on his special days, it brings us closer to him. It causes us to reflect and know who he is, to reflect on the great mighty power he was to the Israelites. You know what, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then he is the same for us today. And to take a moment out of our busyness, out of our life, out of our hardship or our blessings, and just sit with God and say, wow, God, you did that. You, you did that. You delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. You did that. And to know that he will deliver us the same today as he did back then. That is why it is important to understand the celebrations of the Lord. Now, one of the first questions I got this week through comments was, aren't we done with the Old Testament laws? We are not under those laws. That is very true. We are not under the law of Moses. We are not justified by observing these feasts and celebrations. See, in the Old Testament, this was a commandment. They had to do these things. It was justification. But in Christ Jesus, he has come to fulfill that law. There is no commandment on us that we must do these things to be justified to God. But as much as Christ came to fulfill the law, Scripture also teaches that it doesn't do away with the law. Let's go into that right now. I want us to look in the book of Matthew, um, chapter 17. And Jesus said this, Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. So Jesus says there, you know what? He fulfilled the law. It means the condemnation, the, the, the law 
does not have a, a stronghold on us. We are not bound or tied by the law that, that the Israelites were under, that Moses preached. But Jesus said he came to fulfill it. That, that just equals grace. That's his grace. To be justified in salvation no longer requires us to do all the things that they had to do in the Old Testament. But I want us to look at one more scripture. And that goes in Matthew um, 15, 5, verse 19. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and so teaches others shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So why we are not held by the law Jesus himself said, if you keep these and teach them, you will be called great among the kingdom of heaven. So it is important that we understand Jesus didn't do away with the law. He fulfilled it. He completed it. So now in Christ, we have the freedom to observe the holidays of God. Because of grace, we don't live under the law of it, under the heaviness of it. We're justified through the blood of Jesus. By his stripes, we are healed and made whole. That is the free gift of salvation. But how beautiful it is when you choose to honor God, when you choose to partake in his celebrations and feast. You know, I'm reminded of my children when they all moved out one at a time. Um, but then on holidays, they would come back. And I love that they chose to come to my house for Christmas or Thanksgiving because they didn't have to. They were adults at that time. They were no longer just in my home. So, hey, what mom did, they did. I did Christmas, they did Christmas. They celebrated it the way I taught them because I was still over their days, per se. But now as adults, when they choose to come and say, hey, mom, can we do Thanksgiving the way we used to do it? Can I, I want to help with Christmas this year. Can I, can I do? It is so amazing to me that my children, though grown, still choose that's the operative word. They choose to come back home and bless me on holidays and anniversaries and birthdays. I can only imagine that when we, as God's children, choose to celebrate him, we choose to honor the greatness and the mighty works, the things he did for his people, for us, I can only imagine how that blesses him. So we also know that Paul, New Testament, he did partake in some of these feasts and celebrations himself. You should look that up because it's not just Old Testament stuff. It is for us today. Now, I understand you're going to say another comment I got was, but society's changed a lot. We can't just take two or three days off of work and do nothing. We, we can't 
fulfill it the way it is written in scripture. Well, let me tell you that again is the grace that Jesus fulfilled the law. And we'll talk more about this when we talk about the Sabbath next week. Um, but it's just like when they were in the field and they were picking wheat because they were hungry, the, the, the disciples and, and the Pharisees came and said, don't you know it's the Sabbath? You're not allowed to do that. Listen, Jesus fulfilled that. If it, there's a need, you meet it, even if it's on the Sabbath. That's what this is about. So if you have to work during these holidays, you know what? That's okay. If you can't find all the herbs and the lamb and you can't afford the lamb for the Passover meals, let me tell you that is okay because we are in grace. You understand? So what you do is you learn. You learn about these feasts. You learn about what God designed it to be when you honor and remember him. And then you bring that understanding to the, to the Lord. You let him know my heart wants to do this, but I don't know how. And the Holy Spirit will instruct you on how to implement it. He will show you. I'm telling you, firsthand knowledge, I know that to be true. 100%. So let me go over Leviticus 26. Um, I think actually we're going to do Leviticus 23 first. And if you have any comments, please feel free to comment. Leviticus 23 says this. These are my appointed festivals, the appointed festivals of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. So here in Leviticus, it is Old Testament, but again, Old Testament applies to us today through the fulfillment of Jesus Christ. So here it is, the Lord is saying, these are my special days. I want them to be set apart, to be sacred, for you to assemble and remember them. All right? So then we're going to go into Leviticus 26. And let's pull that up. Uh, verse 2 and 3. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments, so as to carry them out. Okay, so Leviticus 26 is a very important chapter in the Bible. So I urge you to read the whole thing. I cannot read the whole thing um, during this, this lesson, but read the whole thing. That's your homework for this week. Read Leviticus 26. Take notes. Let me know what you think. Let me know your questions. But here in chapter verses 2 through 3, it's a complete command. Keep my Sabbaths and reference my sanctuaries. But he says this, if you walk in my statutes. So there's your choice, okay? If you choose, there's the choice, my statutes and keep my commandments, then verses 4 through the rest of the chapter in Leviticus says then. Well, then what? See, I love that. I love the ifs and thens of the Bible because God, uh, I'm telling you, he, he is so gracious. He says, you know what? I want you to remember me. I want you to keep my Sabbaths. 
But if you choose to, I'm going to bless you for doing it. Let's see what those blessings are. Excuse me. So in obedience, in keeping the rest of Leviticus, um, verses 4 through 46, just paraphrasing, obedience and keeping them, you, get, you have blessings. You have provision for all that you need. You are given protection and victory over your enemies. Now, who doesn't want that blessing? Who does not? It's your choice. Again, you're not commanded to do this by the law. But if you choose, well, here's a blessing for you for choosing. Isn't that wonderful? I love that. But guess what? There's an opposite to that. There's a disobedience. If you choose not to, then the disobedience for not choosing to do it was work in vain. There's lack or no provision that you, your desires, they just go unmet. Your enemy, you are delivered into their hands. Your sins are passed down generation to generations. Now, I don't want that kind of life. I think in times of my life, I can tell you, I have experienced probably every single one of those things. And I don't want that for my life. And I don't want that for yours either. Now, does that mean if you don't do the celebrations, then that's going to be your life? No, it really doesn't. Because again, Jesus fulfilled the law. But the obedience blessings, they are a blessing even today. Even today, if you honor the Lord thy God on his days, there are blessings that come with the relationship that you gain with Jesus, with the Father, and with the Holy Spirit. Now, we ought to remember, this was given to the Israelites, not those who did not know God, but those who were God's chosen people. So it's not like, oh, well, that's just for people who don't know. No, this, this was for God's people. They were not adhering to what God had commanded. And he wanted them to adhere to the law. And so he repeated this again and again. Since we have accepted Jesus as our savior, what does that mean we are? Well, I'll tell you this. It means that we are heirs to the throne of God. We love that. It means we are saved and we get to go to heaven and not hell. And we love that. But guess what? It also means that we are a representative of God. We represent him here on earth. And whether or not we obey what the Bible says or we do not obey what the Bible says. We are having an effect on other people. We are having an effect whether they accept Jesus as their savior based on the way we live our lives, whether they live in righteousness or they side with the enemy of God based on how we complain about what we don't have or do have, based on what we are disgruntled about in our life, 
people will walk away from Christianity and go to false religions because of you and I. Because we are a representative of the kingdom of God. And if we are going around complaining and we don't know God and we don't have anything good to say and we're angry and even in our downtime, we just spew hate. Well, God doesn't want us to be that representative. And so that's why God says, you know what, do these things. Because he knows that his people who are called by his name, you and I, he knows that this world can just one moment just blow us away and something can happen and we just lose sight of anything. We have our heart turned hard and cold because of relationships that have gone astray. We get insecure because of things that have said to us. Life beats us down. And in celebrating and going and taking that time, that Sabbath rest every week, and celebrating the Passover, celebrating the Day of Atonement, celebrating the, the things of God, he knows that that's a time for us to be whew, just filled back up. It's a time for us to reflect on who our God is apart from all the world is telling us or what we are experiencing. God knows that if we choose, not because of the law, because of grace, we can choose to partake in these times with him. It is a time of refreshing. It is a time of fulfillment. It is a time of reflection. It is a time to renew and to say, thank you, Lord. And it's a time to sit and listen and hear his voice, hear his guidance for the new year or the next season of our life, or even guidance in the season that we're in, but we we're just too busy and too stressed out to hear. And I love that about God. That he says, you know what? I know you're going to get messed up in the mind. I know your, your heart's going to get all cold and bitter. So I, I want you to remember just how big I am, that I am the one who gives you victory over the enemies. Isn't it good to just take time and remember that about God, that he makes a way out of no way, that he does give us victory over our enemies? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you. Let's talk again about some of these promises of obeying the commands of God. <clears throat> we have in Deuteronomy verses 1 through 2. Let's look at that. It says, Now it shall be, if you will diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you will obey the Lord your God. I love that. Again, what blessings? Now, Deuteronomy chapter 28, I will tell you that is another great chapter for you to hang your hat on. I raise my kids and, and we speak Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. That's the blessings part of the chapter. 
And we confess that and speak that over our lives as often as we are reminded to. We used to do it as they grew up almost every day, but I'm pretty sure that's not an everyday habit now. But it is important for you to understand that there's blessings. But what kind of blessings? I want to paraphrase it so you can actually read it for yourself. But there's blessings about when you go into the city or go into the country, when you go in or go out. There's blessings of your storehouse that your your bread baskets will be full, your pantry will be full. People will know that you are called by his name. And your enemies will be defeated. Doesn't mean you're not going to have enemies. It means they will be defeated. The blessings in Deuteronomy mimic or repeat the blessings of Leviticus. It means that God is for you and who can be against you. Oh my goodness. If we could just grasp that right there, that God is for us. Therefore, no man can ever be against you. I know it feels that way, but it's not. Let's read Deuteronomy uh, 28, 15, shall we? Here's the opposite or the other side of it. It says, but it shall come about if you will not obey the Lord your God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes with which I charge you today, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. And as I'm reading that, this is what uh, I heard is, I want you to know, God's not down there saying, oh, you didn't do it right, curse you. That's not who God is. He's not up there saying that. What happens is God knows what commandments, what statutes. You're talking about the Ten Commandments. He knows if you're a liar, if you're a cheater, if you commit adultery, if you fornicate, if you steal. He knows if you commit these things then your life, let me show you what your life's going to come about. He knows that your life, well, basically everything's going to be cursed and your enemies win. Think about it. It is not God who sits on his heavenly throne and saying, curse you, curse you, curse you, curse you. That is not it. See, we have to understand that our choices that we make our lifestyle, it dictates what we get out of life. If we obey the commands of the Lord, well, of course we're going to be blessed because his ways are righteous. His ways are the only right ways. His protection is on us when we are in his will. His, his enemies are defeated and his enemies are our enemies. So if we are in the right will of God, of course we have blessings. Of course he's our provider, our healer, our peace, even in the midst of a storm. But he also knows that if we do not obey the commands of the Lord, then we're gonna have destruction at every turn. And I will tell you, there were seasons in my life, probably won't know that looking at me now, but in my younger life, there were seasons when I certainly did not obey the commands of the Lord. I used to drink too much. I used to lie too much. In my early, early, early days, I used to steal. 
food, but it was still stealing. There was things about me that just never lined up with God. And I want to tell you, I had poverty at my door. I had enemies coming after me. I was afraid to sleep. I didn't have peace going to sleep. I was scared to go to sleep because I didn't know what was going to happen while I was sleeping or I didn't want to face what was going on when I was waking up. I had debt up to my elbow. That's just the result of my choosing my way over the ways of the Lord. Think about that for a minute. Because God gave us choices. Our choices really dictate our lives. The Bible is a blueprint on how to live a life so that God can know you, bless you, protect you, encourage you, provide for you, heal you, and everything else, the attributes of the Lord. But God gave us a choice. If we don't do it his way, then we're doing it the way of this world, which belongs to whom? Belongs to Lucifer, a fallen angel, the enemy of God. Not an equal enemy, though. God is greater than anything that he created. This study of the celebrations of the Lord is really meant to give you that understanding that you have a choice to have deeper moments throughout your year with God. To let you know that there are days that God sets apart in your year that he says, wow, if you do this, then my blessings shall come upon you. That if we remember his days, we will become so close to him. We will enlarge our territory of our relationship with him. We will enlarge our territory of understanding. And the attributes of God will become clearer than we've ever known. I want to reiterate, it is so true that Jesus did fulfill the law. And we don't have to observe God's commandments and fe fe uh, feast out of fear, out of the thought that we're just going to drop dead right now if we don't. Those living in the Old Testament times, I'm going to tell you, there was there was a lot of different um, reasons they celebrated than for us. For us, it's a choice. The Lord looks at our heart. He knows if we want to celebrate him, if we want to honor him on these times. But you know what? Your schedule doesn't dictate it. Your budget doesn't dictate it. Maybe your knowledge and wisdom doesn't dictate it. God knows what you want to do in your heart. I pray that this study will open us up to understanding why each celebration is important. 
how we can know more of God by honoring him in these days. And then increase our ability to love others and love ourselves. What holidays, what feasts? Let's, let's go over. This is what we're going to do in the coming weeks. We're going to go over the Sabbath. Is it a special day, a certain day, or is it any day? Do we actually do no work at all? We're going to go over the Feast of the Passover, which is coming up just in March 27th. It's the beginning of Passover. So we're going to go over that before that date. The Feast of Unleavened Bread and the First Fruits. That's some that maybe you guys might not have heard of. We're also going to go over the Feast of Pentecost. And we know Pentecost as when the Holy Spirit came down and they began to speak in unknown tongues in the book of Acts. We know the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Atonement. The Day of Atonement. Ah, that's one of the most important ones in my life. Um, the Feast of Tabernacles. We're going to learn what each of these are, how to apply it, and I'm going to tell you the dates that they all are. Um, next week, I'll give you the calendar because this celebration season is upon us, and I want to make sure you have the calendar ready. So as we, we learn each concept and what, what the details are, you are able to prepare yourself and your family if you so choose to. Um, Jimmy Dukes um, says, amen, and can I share a word with you? I'll tell you what, Mr. Dukes, you certainly can, but if it's not appropriate, I will not show it on the screen. But feel free to share a word, and then we'll we'll take it from there. It's unfortunate that when we do live stream, some of the comments are just not um, comments that are welcomed and not with a good heart. So we always have to screen them before we put them on the screen and share it with you, our viewers. So I'll give Jimmy a little bit of time to, to type his word and see if that's something that we can celebrate. But while we wait, let me just say this. I thank you again for joining us. Next week, we're going to do the Sabbath and maybe the Passover. It just depends on what we get through. Um, so definitely the Sabbath, maybe the Passover, but we'll get to the Passover no later than a week from tomorrow, uh, next week, in two weeks. If you have prayer requests that you would like to send to us here at Truth to Hear, or if you would like to give us a suggestion of a study lesson or any topic that you would like to know about more, just please comment at any social media at, at Truth to Hear. Or you can email me directly at info at truthtohear.org. Um, my website is truthtohear.org, and you can definitely look at that. There's a comment page on that that you can uh, contact us through. So any of those ways, feel free. Um, there's also merchandise that you can order. i got a pick of some of the merchandise you can order off the website, a uh, T-shirts, a mug, a bag. That's a very nice canvas bag or a hat. Um, so you can go on the website for merchandise orders as well. And again, I want to thank you for watching today. I hope this was a great introduction for you.
to be able to get your mind thinking about the feast and celebrations of the Lord. And join me each day at 2 p.m. for your daily dose. Um, tomorrow is Friday. We are introducing the new Cozy Corner. I did it first last week and it was such a well, warm welcome so that we continue to do the Cozy Corner. And then next Tuesday, Monday, is Truth Talk. Um, this week with Truth Talk and learn a little snippet on each of the shows. Um, Tuesday is Truth Talk. We're going to talk toys, children books, Disney. Why is all that going on right now in the middle of a political crisis? And Wednesday, Truth Talk, a conversation. Oh my goodness, let me tell you, I am so excited about Wednesday's show. You have got to tune in for Wednesday's Truth Talk, a conversation. It is a dear, dear person in my life, um, Inisha Faber. You can find her on Facebook. And she is just an anointed woman of God. And we have not actually spoken um, voice to voice or face to face in probably 10, 11 years. But she um, has messaged me. I messaged her. I felt the Lord say, hey, ask Anisha if she wants to come and have a conversation. And she said yes. And um, Tuesday, Wednesday will be our appointed time. She, Like I said, she's a woman of God, has great conviction of the things of Lord, of the Lord. So I'm excited. Join me with Anisha. Definitely. Wednesday at 2 p.m. Have a good week and may God bless you all.